Kelly Show. Let's have some fun as apparently we're going to be paying people $450,000 to immigrate to the country illegally. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about that disaster from Biden and whether or not I think it's going to happen. But let's keep in mind what the big news is today. Yes, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about with your Ask Dr. Jesse questions people want to know about. Do I think there's going to be a world war? People want uh, tales from uh, when I did construction. We'll go over that. We're giving out career advice today. We're all over the place. But I do. I, I want to start. I want to make sure we start right here. There was a big story yesterday. I, I want to make sure I try to give them credit. I think it was the Wall Street Journal who broke the story. But there was a big story yesterday about the Biden administration considering giving every family who was separated at the border in 2018 $450,000 of your money. Of your money. Now, as you can imagine, that story kind of caught fire yesterday. People are enraged about it, absolutely enraged about it. It is all anyone can talk about. I'm sure, look, you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, and it's towards the end of the day, right? You've heard about this a thousand times. So I'm not going to do what you've already heard and rage and back and forth about it. I will say this to try to make you feel better about it. I don't think it's going to happen. This doesn't sound like one of those things that actually could happen. It is that unreal. The Biden administration right now. Now, I, I know they're full steam ahead. And, and remember, it's not Joe Biden running the country. It's all the communist nutjobs all around him who don't care about getting reelected. That's been part of the reason he's been so terrible. But it, it's, it's, it's not that Joe Biden is that worried or the people around him are that worried about the political fallout of Joe Biden's presidency. They are, however, aware of something going on right now. This Virginia race has them all scared to death. The Republican has a good chance of winning in Virginia. Maybe he won't. Maybe the Democrat will pull it out in the end. Maybe they'll steal it. I don't know. Maybe it'll get really bad. But that it's even close is a big deal. Not because Joe Biden cares. Because every middle of the road or forget about middle of the road, fairly vulnerable Democrat in Congress, if they're part of the party that hands out $450,000 to illegal immigrants when the country can't afford a tank of gas or some coffee beans, they're going to get all wiped out in the midterms. And I mean all of them. You start pressing people too far, you will find backlash you didn't know existed. And this is, remember, this is human nature. People in power have made mistakes like this time and time and time again throughout history. I've said this a bunch of times, and I'm going to say it again because it's 100% true. When you're part of the system in America, remember, I call it the system, the media, Democrats, half the Republicans, the education system, entertainment, sports, corporations, everyone believes the same thing now, and it's all against what you believe. 
But they all believe the same thing, and they all reinforce each other, and they never fight back against each other, and that's why it's just one big system. When you're part of the system, let's not kid ourselves, it's nice. I mean, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. But it's nice, isn't it? It's a nice life. It's a, well, Maybe not nice. It's an easy life. Um, yeah, I'll run for office, trash some Republicans. I'll bag on straight people. I'll make fun of Christians. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do all these things. It's pretty low ball, pretty low brow, but I'm always going to have a job. I'll always be able to speak at this university, be able to do, be a cable news, uh, cable news contributor here. I'll be able to do this here. and th- Life's good. Life's good. It's a good, good life. But there is there's definitely a down, downside to being part of the system, and definitely if you're one of the system leaders. You don't have an accurate gauge on the level of anger that exists out there because you can't possibly have an accurate gauge of it. Let's say um, uh, I could use this will apply to being a cable news producer or a Democrat politician. Let's stick with the cable news producer, the stuff you see on the news. Let's say you're a cable news producer in Washington, D.C. right now. There's a bunch of them. Tons of media is produced in D.C., New York, Atlanta. You know all that. But you're in Washington, D.C. You're a cable news producer. How'd you get there? Well, when you left your parents' home, they probably dropped about one to $200,000 to send you to a communist university where you majored in journalism, of course, of course, because you probably had upper-middle-class parents and didn't have to make any money when you graduated college. But that's fine. They'll support you. And I'm not looking down on anyone here. I'm just telling you this is the life most of these people have lived. You graduate college, and you immediately went into a congressman's office working in communications, or maybe maybe you got hired right off the bat by CNN or MSNBC. You're a production assistant. You're a gopher. You're this or that, and you've worked your way up. But remember, you just came from the university system. You now live in Washington, D.C. I lived in D.C. for a year. You cannot imagine how Democrat it is. I, Chris, look up the numbers to make sure I'm right on this. I think it's 92% Democrat. Do I have that? Is it higher than that, Chris? 97? 97% Democrat. It is pretty much the bluest place on the planet. And having lived there, it's part of the reason I detested it so much. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, there's Democrat propaganda and Democrat t-shirts. Every person you meet, every waiter, bartender, every every store attendant, everyone is a Democrat. Everybody. And so you're this cable news producer, right? All your girlfriends, boyfriends, all the people who you work with, everybody, everyone is a hardcore Democrat. You produce the news every night for MSNBC, CNN. So you're feeding them all the latest hardcore communist websites you can find. Republicans are Nazis. Only Joe Biden can save America. All that stuff. You're getting paid. You're getting promoted. Life's fine. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll leave being a cable news producer and go work communications for a senator for a while, and then maybe he gets kicked out of office. You go right back to being a news, a news producer. Remember, this is how these people live. This is a real story. Well, all that's nice. Okay, you've got a nice life for yourself. That's fine. I'm sure you drive a Hyundai. Got a little apartment. Probably nine cats by now. You're fine. Life's fine. But there's something lurking right behind you, and you can't see it. And this is lurking behind Biden and Pelosi and the Democrats and AOC and everyone else. They can't see it because they can't possibly see it. There's a gigantic angry monster right behind you and you just keep poking him in the ribs 
Only because you live in a bubble of New York City or Washington, D.C., wherever it may be, he's invisible to you. He's invisible to you. You have no idea he's there. That's what's happening right now in America. People in power, and this has happened throughout history, people in power, they're so used to being in power and they haven't had to confront not being in power in ages, and they don't have any gauge on how mad people are really getting, so they're just going on about their business, and they're just going to keep poking people in the ribs and poking people in the ribs and poking people in the ribs and poking people in the ribs because people in power convince themselves every single time it's going to last forever. It's just, it's, and look, that's human nature. I'm not even looking down on them for it. People in power, they think it's going to last forever. Think what it was like for Tsar Nicholas II when the communists finally took over in Russia and threw him out. His family had been in power, I think if memory serves me, for 300 years. That's longer than America has been in existence. That's how long his family had been in power. How shocked must he have been when they finally ran him out of the place? People in power get used to it. And they say to themselves and convince themselves it's never going to end. And they only hang around people who are also in power and also think it's never going to end. And there's just never anybody from the real world who will grab them and shake them and say, you don't understand You're pushing, and you're pushing too far, and there's a monster right behind you, and he's furious. He's furious, and you're making him bigger and stronger and angrier at the same time. But even if there was somebody, even if there was one person to tell him that, even if they're listening to this radio segment right now, they still wouldn't believe it. They would never believe it. Because when you've never actually seen the monster... You don't know he's there until it attacks. That's where they're at right now. And I think there's a monster growling. All right. We got a great show. I'm going to answer answer a question about construction next. We got all kinds of Taiwan, China, Joe Biden talk. It's going to be a great show. But first, let me tell you something. I've been telling you about this deal MyPillow has on the Giza Dream Sheets. The buy one, get one free Giza Dream Sheets. It's for a limited time. A limited time and something we are putting into effect in my house is because of all these crazy problems and warnings they're giving out there, we're taking advantage of every deal we can get right now ahead of Christmas. Get some Giza dream sheets for your parents, for your sister, for your brother, for for your office gift, gift exchange. They're buy one, get one free. If you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, the Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free. Uh, I went to community college, but that sounds like half off. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, get your Giza Dream Sheets. Or if you're driving, call 800-845-0544, use the code JESSE. We'll be back. The Jesse Kelly Show. Get your things, we've got two tickets for paradise. It is the 
Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, it is a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I'm going to get to that in a second. I promise. I promise. I'm not going to leave you hanging on the questions, but I did want to play this. I, I, I just talked about the anger, the anger out there. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this right now. And, and look, this applies to this applies to everything going on in the country. This applies to everything from Andrew Cuomo to Gavin Newsom to Joe Biden. This apply this is much bigger than just you. Listen, listen to this. This is going to have an effect and the people who live inside of the bubble don't know it. Violent looking, angry, spewing parents outside of these schools individuals intent on creating chaos for the sake of creating chaos these actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism this becomes a security crisis in a sense for the nation this may also mobilize even more law enforcement to to be at these meetings it is dangerous to our children when the parents themselves are the school bullies i think one of the worst things is the actions at the board meetings uh you know the 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 calling of names you know you know tyrant, Marxist, communist. We've never seen anything like we're seeing at these school boards now. What on earth has happened in this country? Sometimes they're not even talking. They are yelling and creating chaos. Things have become so scary at these meetings. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. New laws may be necessary. There's always the possibility uh, that people will face criminal Yeah, yeah, you get the idea. You get the idea. That creates a level of anger and resentment out there that people will they're going to remember it and 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 they're creating new batches of angry people and that's the one thing you want to avoid if you're remember we're in a battle right now we are enemies i i don't do this ridiculous so well they're not my enemy of course of course the communists are my enemy we are in a battle right now as we speak we have places i guarantee you guarantee you New York City, at, at in the very least, is going to require children to get a vaccine for a disease that poses no risk for them, or those children are not going to be able to participate in life in New York City. Wrap your mind around how crazy that is. And we have the FDA people themselves saying, well, we don't know how safe it is. Well, we'll find out if kiddos start dying. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. That's creating not only a new level of anger, that's creating a new batch of angry people out there. A brand new batch of angry people. All right, that's enough. That Chris, by the way, I don't know where the Chris got up that came up with this question. Chris just asked me if I cried when I when I got to basic training. I'll I'll just explain this. I was obsessed with the military before I joined the Marine Corps. and Obsessed may have been strong, but I mean, the movies, the books, I couldn't read enough about it. And I, and I had read a million Marine Corps books, not just fiction ones, nonfiction ones about basic training and all these other things. That was one. Two, I had a very, very, very hard father. A very hard father. Uh, not, not, not a bad dad, by the way. Not at all. But my old man's, my old man's a construction dude. My old man is not exactly a, a soft and cuddly individual. That helped a great deal to prepare me for boot camp. 
the end of boot camp, uh, the end of boot camp was, I'll tell you about the beginning of it. I'm not getting distracted, but at the end of Marine Corps boot camp, I don't know if they do it anymore. They do what's called the crucible. And it's like some four or five day thing is pretty brutal. You've got to hump all over the place and do all these different exercises and do all these different. It's very, very brutal. They stopped it for a while because guys were breaking legs and arms. I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal. I, I kept a, a picture of my dad inside of my cover, uh, my cap, my hat. I kept a picture of my dad inside of there just so I would look at it anytime I felt like quitting because that, that's, that's my dad. Right? I, I wanted to picture the look on my dad's face if I said, I quit, dad, I couldn't do it. That, that's all I needed to get through. I would die first. So that's that's my dad. So people asked if I cried on, on day one of basic. Well, here's how day one of basic goes. You leave your parents. You leave mommy and daddy. You go on up to, this is how it worked for me. I believe this was out of Butte, Montana. You go up to Butte, Montana, which was about an hour from my hometown. And they put you up in a hotel for the night. And you just crash in some dumpy little hotel. And then the next day... They pay for this, if I remember right. Yeah, they pay for this. You go to the airport and you get on a plane and you fly down to San Diego. That's where I would that's where I did boot camp with San Diego. We fly in over San Diego. Well, if you fly in over San Diego, see everybody in San Diego right now, which we are obviously there's a bunch of listeners in San Diego. Everyone's not in their head. When you fly in over San Diego, you can actually look down on Marine Corps boot camp. Remind me to say something about that in just a second, Chris, about the planes. Remind me to say something about the planes. But you, when you when you find you can look down at Marine Corps boot camp. And I will tell you, it's not like I didn't know what I was doing, but that was the moment it got pretty real. You're looking down at Marine Corps boot camp, and you, it's you're like, whoa, wow, okay. Man, I'm here. I'm here. Then you go. There's someone. There's a Marine who meets you at the airport. Eventually, they gather all of you on a bus, and you take off on the bus down to MCRD, the, the recruiting training, the recruit training area of, of San Diego. And you pull up, and we pulled up at night. Man, I think it was at night. Pretty sure it was at night. You pull up. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was at night. Actually, I definitely remember now. You pull up at night, so you're getting a little sleepy, and it's pretty quiet, and you look outside of the bus, and there's these little yellow footprints on the ground. They're in formation. They're in formation. The footprints are in like a platoon formation. And then eventually it's just like you see in the movies. Some very, very frightening looking drill instructors storm onto the bus and start screaming at you to get off and get off now and get off fast and get out and stand on the yellow footprints and shut your mouth and don't talk and all these other things. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and blow smoke and act like I was some great Marine. I, I redefined average, okay? I was a four-year Marine. I redefined average. I, I wasn't bad, wasn't good. I was, I was an average Marine. But I did okay with the mental stuff. I'm sure that's because of my parents. But there were guys, especially, especially in the first week or two, they did not do that well. I'll explain in a second. Hang on. Here's the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday before I continue with this. I can't believe you got me to tell some random boring boot camp story, Chris, before I continue with that. You know what I need? You know what I need? I need Tom Cotton making Merrick Garland cry. Will you please Merrick Garland cry? Please play this, please. 
This is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay. That's not Th correct. Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You that should resign in disgrace, Judge. That's <laughs> so glorious. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll get back to this in a second here. Now, the, the question Chris asked me, did I cry in boot camp? I didn't. But one thing I will tell you, the worst part I can remember for the first 48 to 72 outer hours was how tired I was. I don't know whether they still do this, but you don't actually, you're not in a boot camp platoon yet. When you first get there, they're churning you through all your administrative stuff. So all you're doing is paperwork and you're getting your hair cut and you're, but allow me to clarify something here. They find a way, because it's not the Cub Scouts, to make all of that as miserable as humanly possible. When I say you're doing paperwork, I don't mean you go in and sit down at a desk and uh, oh, the lighting is bad in here. Can somebody turn it up? No, 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 no. You will sit down on the concrete floor. You will sit. They'll make you sit a certain way. Indian style is what we called it. And you were sitting in Indian style. Well, that eventually hurts your butt. You're still not allowed to move. That's how you have to sit. Have you ever filled out paperwork sitting Indian style trying to hunch over a bunch of paperwork in your lap before? It's not fun. E even the haircut part of it. I'll tell you now, th th I'm just, this is an honest moment. It's just you and me talking here. The haircut part was one of the worst parts, and I've very rarely been that murderously angry in my life. When they send you into the haircut part, it's, it's a bunch of civilians cutting your hair. I think they were, uh, shoot, what were they, Albanians or something like that? Some Albanian dudes, they weren't. They, they all spoke with this heavy accent, so I don't know where they got these guys, and then maybe it's changed now, but it doesn't matter. A bunch of middle-aged barbers, essentially. Everyone gets a haircut. Everyone gets buzzed, just like you see in the movies. Only they're trying to hurt you. And I mean trying to hurt you. Just digging the, the buzzers into your head. A bunch of guys, their head would bleed. They're trying, they're trying to hurt you. And I don't know why this got to me so bad. Maybe it was just the pain. Maybe it was the fact they were civilians doing this. But I remember this. I was so tired and half delirious. And I remember looking at them and trying to memorize their faces because I was going to come back and hurt them when I got done with boot camp. That's, I was seriously that bad. I was that mad. I was like, I'm going to come get you, pal. I'm gonna, you think this is funny? I'm going to come get you. Like That's where I was. And no, I didn't. All right, And I'm sure they're told to do that. It's not their fault. But that's what it's like. So, and it doesn't matter, by the way, if you have your hair cut beforehand. A lot of guys try to get cute and get their hair buzzed beforehand. They'll sit you down and buzz your bald head anyway just to hurt you. There is no escape. There's no escape from it. And you do, you do get one phone call. They'll allow, now, maybe this is different now in the cell phone era, but they'll, they'll take you over to this phone and you're allowed, I think it's like a 10-second phone call and they're screaming at you where you could call your mom or something and say, Mom, I'm here, I'm safe, and I'm alive. And then you hang up and you don't talk to them again for the rest of the time. You don't talk to them again. And, and again, maybe these rules have changed. When I say don't talk to them again, it was just letters when I was there. You can get letters, you can send letters, and boot camp's three months. One guy, this was not in my platoon, I just heard this story secondhand. One guy got caught. He missed his mom so much, he snuck out of the barracks at night. He crawled out the window and snuck out of the barracks at night. It's not easy getting around a Marine Corps base because there are people out everywhere looking. But to his credit, dude must have been a ninja. He made it clear to a payphone. This is back when they were payphones. 
and he made a phone call and called his mom. He was still on the phone with his mom and they caught him. And get how great is this? They made him come back to the to the to the barracks and they made him stand there in the middle of the night and the drill instructor told him now call your mommy. And they made him stand at the door of the barracks in the middle of the night as loud as he could, yelling, Mommy! <laughs> Isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard? <laughs> all right. Let's get focused here, Chris. That's not funny. In all seriousness, I saw this, I saw this headline yesterday, and it, it still strikes me as being how... It strikes me how far we've fallen. Did you hear what they said about Afghanistan yesterday? Did you hear this part? And and I know we've kind of moved on because there's always something new to be outraged about. But, man, this is disgraceful. In terms of how many American citizens we estimate are currently in Afghanistan, uh, the Department of State uh, is in contact with 196 American citizens who are ready to depart and arrangements are being made for them to do so uh, either uh, via air or over ground. And another 243 American citizens are, have been contacted and are not ready to depart. 439 Americans are still behind enemy lines. I still can't get over that. I cannot. I have a hard time sometimes. I know we joke about it and we laugh and we always will on the show. And I'm going to get to my, I, I promised you, I just promised you the answer about the construction work thing. I'm going to get to a little construction story here in just a second. But it does sadden me if I'm being honest. I don't want to bring you down. It's a Friday. But it does sadden me that we are led by people who don't like this place. Doesn't that suck? It, I wish there was a more eloquent way I could put it, but doesn't that just really suck? We are led by people who don't have any love of the country. That's the truth. That is the truth. It doesn't enter their minds. You heard me say it a bunch when, when I was going off about that Afghanistan thing, about how Afghanistan was a disaster. It was a disaster for everyone. Remember, Joe Biden and Blinken and Saki all went on vacation. They were on vacation when Afghanistan was falling. They all went on vacation. It was a huge failure for them. And when they did get back, they weren't sitting around a table trying to strategize on how to do right by Americans. When they got back, all they were talking about was politics and the political fallout. And how should we message this? Oh, let's message that. Oh, let's work. Did we pull that? Did we pull this phrase? Do we have any polling on that phrase? There wasn't even a second thought. There wasn't a second thought for the 13 brave warriors we lost over there. Not a second thought to them. They don't care. They don't care at all. Gosh, that is just. Unreal how we got to that place. Unreal how we got to that place. I'll tell you what. We're going to play what the Democratic Party used to be. And I'm going to give you a little construction worker story here in just a second. Because remember something. It wasn't always the case where the Republican Party was useless and the Democratic Party was flat out trying to bring down America. That's a relatively new phenomenon. We've always disagreed on issues. No question about that. But. It hasn't always been this way. 
and it shouldn't be this way. All right, so we're going get to get to all that and much, much more here in just a second. But first, I did want to tell you this. I know it's a down economy. I know it's a down economy. You're going to be okay. I got my emails are full of people who are panicking. The market for smart people is better than you think. You're going to be okay. All right, we'll play you an old school Democrat, and I'll give you my construction story next. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse USA! Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and Chris just said the cars are underrated. You know what? They actually are because. You hear that song and you think it's kind of dorky, but you don't hate it. This that's that's the case with most of the cars song. You don't turn it off right away. You don't hate it. But it is the Jesse Kelly show. And remember, you can email us anytime you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, I do want to address this Virginia thing in a second. And I'm going to play the Democrat thing. And I'm going to finally get to this construction thing I was talking about. But. Listen, politics is brutal. How many times have we been talking about Andrew Cuomo on the show and why Cuomo went down? Remember, remember, Andrew Cuomo did not go down because he murdered a bunch of people with his nursing home policies. Andrew Cuomo did not go down because he grabbed every woman he's ever worked with. Andrew Cuomo went down Because, well, Andrew Cuomo's in the way. And Andrew Cuomo has $18 million in his campaign war chest. It's not, and and, and let me clarify something. And I really, really want to speak specifically to, to New York here. I know you're happy he went down, or is going down. And I'm happy too. I hate Andrew Cuomo. I hate him probably more than I hate Gavin Newsom, and that's saying something. I'm happy he went down too. I'm not telling you don't feel good about it. You can feel good about it, but let's be honest about the reasons here. Andrew Cuomo didn't go down for the reasons he should, and he didn't go down from the right. He went down from the left, from the left. It wasn't always the way it is now where the Republicans were spineless and useless and the Democratic Party flat out hated the country. I'm not naive. I don't think that we've always been run by all these patriots who would die for America. But in general, the two different parties, they at least thought they were doing what was best for the people and the country. They at least tried. Listen to this. This is how Democrats used to talk in this country. Shall be the policy of this nation to regard any nuclear missile launched from Cuba against any nation in the Western Hemisphere as an attack by the Soviet Union on the United States, requiring a full retaliatory response upon the Soviet Union. I call upon Chairman Khrushchev to haul and eliminate this clandestine, reckless, and provocative threat to world peace and to stable relations between our two nations. That's how they used to talk. That's how they used to talk. 
inspirational. And it's not like I agreed with JFK on anything, on everything, but JFK talked like a man who loved America. Now, I brought this up back when the, the, the presidential election was going on and there was that big Democrat primary and people would always throw out that random question out there of what would you ask him in a debate if you could ask him one thing? And I always said the same thing. What would I ask that, that stage of Democrats? Tell me what you love about America. Tell me the last time you heard a Democrat in this country talk about what they love about America. Because it's not just the AOCs of the world. It's not. It's, it's easy to just put that all on idiots like her. When's the last time you heard Nancy Pelosi talk about what she loved about America? You never hear it. You never hear it. All right. Dear Sombrero Jesse, it's time for Ask Dr. Jesse. I have so many questions. I'm going to, what, Chris? I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. Dear Sombrero Jesse, if you don't know what Sombrero Jesse means, uh, hang on. Someone actually sent an email asking about all the nicknames. I'm going to I'm gonna elaborate. I'm going to catch everybody in America up on all the, the nicknames here in a second. But dear Sombrero Jesse, do you have any stories from when you were a construction worker? And what is the best construction of a taco? You can use my name. His name is Cody. I've got plenty of construction worker stories. But I will tell you the one that stands out the most, I've told this story before, is when I started working construction, I was 16, I think. And I had had jobs since I was before I was old enough to work. I got illegal jobs. I was washing dishes and washing clubs and washing cars. That's a lot of washing, I realize. And then along comes construction work. And I would very much encourage encourage young men to look into construction work. Doesn't hurt to go out there and get sweaty, especially as a young man. That's one and two. You make a lot more money than your friends. A lot more. I, that's what struck me about it. I think minimum wage was... Seven dollars back then? It might have been five. I don't remember. I think it was it was right in there. I went into construction and I was making like fifteen dollars an hour. Some cases twenty dollars an hour. You're 16, 17 years old, fifteen bucks an hour, you're Bill Gates. So my old man was in construction his whole life. That's all he ever did. That's what his dad did. So he gets me a job as just a basic, I mean the most basic laborer possible, because I don't have any skills or specialties. But they always need somebody who, here's a shovel, go dig. You know, we, we need you to move this around. We need you to go grab this. We need you to spread this gravel around. We need, there's always a job out there, especially as a young man, for people who are willing to work. You hear me, fellas? Always a job for people who are willing to work. Now, I go to work for my dad. My old man is, uh, uh, like I said, he's a hard type, a bit of a hard type. And he sends me up to this job. We were doing a construction job. It was a sewer job on a air, on an Air Force base in Great Falls, Montana. I'm assuming it's still there. But that was, I believe, my first construction job I ever worked on. Well, my old man always had this belief that kids should not be handed things. And he wanted me to have the crappiest part of every single job. Whatever, whatever the worst job on the job was... That's what my dad wanted me to do. Now, remember how just just like 15 seconds ago, I said this was a sewer job? You remember how I said that? I said this was a sewer job? It's a sewer job at an Air Force base in Great Falls, Montana. I want you to think about the sewer for a moment. Just 
just think about the sewer for just a moment. All right? You got that in your head? Hang on. I'll finish my story. Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday and I'm going to continue my story here. Someone asked a quick construction story and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be quite an hour here. I, I brought up trade yesterday because people were worried about the jobs and vaccine mandates and the markets. I have something for you on that. I have something really good for you on that. So hang on, just give me a minute. I want to finish this story for those who missed it. Got a job about 16 working construction. We start a job on an Air Force base, actually, up in Great Falls, Montana. And it was a sewer job. And this was the job. We were putting in a new sewer line on the base. Don't worry, I was an idiot. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to run equipment. I didn't know how to uh, lay pipe. I didn't know how to do anything. Quick, Chris, grow. can we grow up, Chris, please? I mean, put the pipe on that. Forget about it. So I was just a gopher. It was just a warm body. Just a warm body. Well, your, your sewer line, you have this right now in your home, too. This is how, how it works. I realize most people probably know this, but you have a big sewer line, and then it has to feed into smaller sewer lines, and then there's the super small one that leaves your home. Your home has its own unique sewer line where a sewer pipe leaves it and brings it out to other sewer lines, and then it sends all that... Well, crap, out to somewhere else. I mean, let's see, what? What, Chris? It's true. At this Air Force base, we were not only replacing a bigger sewer line, we, were re- we had to replace the connections into people's homes. Well, the old pipe that went into people's homes was clay pipe. I know that may sound weird, but it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon to have clay pipe. Don't ask me the reasons. I'm not an engineer. I'm not an intelligent person, but there's clay pipe there. And the clay pipe that had been going in these old Air Force Base homes was old, really old. And look, there's a lot, we're obviously not going to go into any details here. There's a lot of gases and waters and different things that take place underground anyway, let alone with the sewer pipe. Long story short, the pipe oftentimes doesn't just unscrew from the house. The pipe is pretty much welded on there sometimes by nature. Sometimes this pipe still had pressure inside of it. Pressure and the contents that are inside of that pipe. Well, you don't get to just turn to the foreman and say, I guess we're just going to move on and not do this house. That pipe has to come off. How's it going to come off? You have to stand over it with a sledgehammer and hit it hard. And when you hit a pressurized pipe and you create a crack in said pressurized pipe, the contents inside will escape rapidly. Maybe even you might want to call it explode on you, on you. That might be the worst job I've ever had in my entire life. You've never, you've never taken showers in your life 
as long as the showers I took for that entire summer when I was working that job. You've never taken them in your life. All right. I, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of emails from people understandably scared and worried about the vaccine mandates and losing their jobs and, and, and what's happening right now. And, you know, I'm never going to look down on you for that, obviously. It's your livelihood. It's how you pay your living. It's how you pay your mortgage. Hear me out here. You have more options than you think. As I've been trying to drive home to you, I'm going to keep driving that home. You're a get-it person. Because you're a get-it person, you make the mistake of thinking most people get it. Most people do not. You are going to have options. You are marketable out there, really marketable. And I'm not telling you you're going to have to leave your job as vice president of this company and go be a door greeter somewhere. I mean, there are options for real employment. I brought this up on my social media earlier today. I'm going to bring it up again. Sales. I know sales may not sound like your thing, and maybe it's not your thing. I got way worn out with it. I was done with it in the end. Maybe it's not your thing. But if it is, you know, you can make six figures in sales, no college degree, oftentimes no experience required, and these guys are killing it out there right now. And for you young fellas, I know it can be a confusing job market and things have changed and I don't know where to go and I can't afford college. Listen to this email. Jesse, I've been a big fan of the show, so on and so forth. Been following your feed as you've been talking about getting a job instead of going to college. I myself skipped college and went into the electrical trade. Now, pay attention. He says, I am now 22. He's 22 years old. He's 22 years old. I'm going to continue. And a licensed electrician making 75 plus grand a year with over $100,000, uh, uh, I think he, $100,000 the bank, I think he means over $100,000 in the bank in a paid-off truck. You will have to get up early, go to bed early, go a long time without vacations, and miss out on the college experience, but it's worth it to not be a commie and in severe debt. Stay classy, sincerely anti-communist from Massachusetts. I am full of these stories from HVAC guys and electricians. And don't, don't think that this means you have to go out and do backbreaking labor, although sometimes it involves that. X-ray technicians. There are so many jobs out there that do not involve you taking on $100,000 in student loan debt and drowning in copy, commie propaganda for four years. You have opportunities You have opportunities out there. You don't realize they exist. And look, because of my uh, construction background and just the various places I lived, I know people from all walks of life. I have friends in state prison. I have millionaires. I know. I'm just all walks of life. And I'm telling you, most of the richest guys I know, they do not have college degrees. Now, that's not me trying to talk to you out of going, going to college. If you have this specific job you want to get into, you, know, you want to be a dentist. Okay, you got to go to college. There's no way around that. You have a specific job you want to get to that involves going to college, then go to college. But there are money-making opportunities out there everywhere. And here's the thing. You think that you need some special skills for this or special skills for that. You know how many of these guys 
have these small businesses, electrician, HVAC, something like that, where you can go see if you like it and they'll pay you to be an apprentice. And early, and I do mean early, you can make really good money. And you can support a family of four on $75,000 a year. Real nice. You can. Real nice. That's a good living. That's a dang good living. You have more options than you think. It is a crazy market out there right now because these communists are wrecking the country. I realize that. Inflation's bad. Vaccine mandates. uh, Supply chain problems. I know there are problems. I'm I'm not trying to sugarcoat those problems for you. But there are also opportunities everywhere for you out there right now. You have opportunities if you want them. It doesn't do any good to sit at home just complaining about it. There are great opportunities out there. And you're listening to the sound of my voice with endless options. Go seize them. Go get them. All right, real quick. Someone asked... Someone asked the origin of all the nicknames, Sombrero Jesse, Mini Guns, the Oracle, Jay Steel the Third, the Menu Whisperer, and Shogun. One, I brought, I, I gave myself all those nicknames. Two, Sombrero Jesse actually comes from a story about Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid, when he was a kid, when he was a kid, Billy the Kid, when he was younger, he had a mentor by the name of Sombrero Jack. He mentored him in crime. I thought that was a good nickname, so I gave it to myself. Miniguns was <laughs> Miniguns was we did a story about some it was a Canadian Indian activist, I believe, and her name was actually Miniguns, M-A-N-Y. Everyone switched it to Miniguns and calls me that now. Three is the Oracle. That's because I like to brag about myself whenever I make a prediction and I'm right about things. Four is Jay Steele the third. Uh, that's because I decided I always thought it would. It sounds cool when you're the third or the fourth, and since I'm not, I just decided I was going to be the menu whisperer. Is because I'm the greatest food orderer on the planet. I can look at a menu and just automatically figure out what the good things are. And lastly is Shogun. That's because I actually really like Japanese culture a lot. And in the older Japanese culture, they had a military leader. He wasn't the emperor. He was technically under the emperor, kind of. But they called him the Shogun. And how cool of a name is Shogun? So I just gave myself the nickname. Look, nobody knows you better than you. You can give yourself nicknames all day long. (laughs) All right. All right. Switch to Pure Talk. I mean, you are. The numbers are absurd how many people are switching in my emails are full of people who are thrilled about this. Quote, I changed from Verizon to Pure Talk March 2021 for lower lower cost service. I am thrilled. No problems at all with the cell service or data usage. Thank you, Pure Talk, with a bunch of exclamation points. The average family saving $800 a year and not sacrificing coverage? Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for 30 bucks a month? Deals on the new iPhone? Look, they have a 30-day guarantee. You have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. You will not regret it. Missed out? Catch up. Jessikellyshow.com 
You know, when you're president, see all these people here? They're, they're with you all the time. They get to ask you all kinds of questions, and you try to figure out how you can avoid answering them sometimes. Oh, that's our president. President Joe Biden. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email us anything you want your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Oh, before I forget, I always forget this. If you want to download the podcast, you can hear the whole show whenever you want at iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am, Chris. All right, moving on. I have a ton of these emails. I'm going to try to churn and burn them today. Dr. J. Steele, Lord of the Hammocks. You know what? That's not nice bringing up that hammock story. Chris, when did I tell that hammock story? Was that Thursday or Wednesday? Chris is going to look up when I told the hammock story. It was a long one. I'll give you whatever date it was so you can go download the podcast. What was it, Chris? The 27th. All right, so if you're interested in what he's talking about, it's a doozy. Our show on the 27th is the one with the hammock thing in there. And that's not nice. Lord of the Hammocks is not nice. Don't laugh at my pain. <laughs> which of these young groups, or which of these groups, which of these groups is the most insufferable to be around? Vegans, CrossFitters, or atheists? Oh, that's atheists. That's, athe- that's atheists, no question. Because here, vegans, vegans are only obnoxious when you're eating. And even then, sometimes they're okay. And I will say, while I obviously don't agree and I think they're misguided, vegans at least have their hearts in the right place. They are, they're caring about something. Crossfitters, crossfitters can be a lot. Look, we all, and we all know who they are because they're all wearing a CrossFit shirt. Every single one of them is in a CrossFit shirt. And God forbid you come across the CrossFit instructor, then you get it 10 times. But, I will say this, but, one, they are really, really, really in shape. And two, fitness is one of those things. I'm not a fitness freak. I work out to make sure I'm in good shape and I don't die at the age of 50. But I'm not a, not a fitness freak. But it really is one of those things, whenever you're on a diet or you're working out, you feel so good, you want other people to feel that too. Uh, for some reason, it turns you into a selfless individual. You just you, you get done working out and you're like, yeah, let me put this on my Instagram or whatever people do. And, uh, dues paid, go run today or whatever people are saying out there. If a CrossFitter is annoying you with the CrossFit stuff and if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're still alive, you've been annoyed by a CrossFitter at some point, at least their heart is in the right place. At least their heart is in the right place. Atheists, though, atheists are just awful people. And I don't believe in atheism anyway. I don't believe in the concept at all. I believe we are all born with the knowledge right there inside of us that God exists. Not telling you what to believe. Don't care. Not my business. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your dad. Every every person is born with that knowledge. The atheist is trying to deny who he is. He's trying to deny who he is, and they have to be so in your face about it. Uh, there's a big billboard on the way to Houston. Actually, on my way to work, the atheist put up a big billboard. Have you seen this, Chris? The atheist put up not just one billboard. There's twins. They're on each side of the highway. And I think one of them, I'm going to mess this up, but I think one of them said 
sleeping on Sunday, God isn't real. And think about this. Think about this. What if I didn't believe in God? Let's say I didn't believe in God. And I mean, genuinely, it was genuine. I, I just didn't think he existed. Why would I care if you do? It doesn't, it, what, what effect would it have on me? They're so mad because they do believe and they're mad about it. If I didn't, it, it doesn't affect me at all. It's why I get along with other religions just fine. I believe in my religion just fine. I don't care that Chris is a Jew. I get along with Muslims. I get along with, I don't care what you do. I'm not your pastor. Because I'm totally fine with my religion. Why is the atheist so angry and worried about what I believe? What, Chris? Chris just said they're prime billboard locations. Yeah, unless you're in Houston, and I realize most of you are not, that doesn't explain anything. Where they put these billboards up are prime locations, and billboards are expensive. So not only do the atheists have God isn't real and sleeping on Sunday on a billboard, somebody's paying a fortune, a fortune to put that information out there. Why? <laughs> Who cares? If you don't believe he's there, what do you care about? Oh, there's nothing worse than an atheist. Atheists are the worst. See what an inclusive show we are, Chris? Just make people mad every day. I hope we get to the email where the guy asks how I've not been canceled yet. It's one of the best. I'm going to try to get down to it. We have a ton of emails. Do you think these companies who are losing people because of vax mandates will just start hiring vaccinated minions? Same as union scabs. A friend of mine who was vaxxed and looking for a new job said she's starting to see it in job descriptions that being vaxxed makes you, quote, more desirable. Well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to blow smoke up your you-know-what. There is no question. Some companies, for whatever reason, whether they bought the hype or it's insurance reasons or government pressure, some companies, they've gone all in with the vaccine mandate stuff. And you are absolutely going to see in the future a lot of companies that require a vaccine. In fact, I would bet if you aren't already, I'm not currently looking for a job, so I don't know, but I would bet the job websites where you go, what is it, Monster? Does Monster still exist, Chris? I, that would exist when I was a kid. Gosh, geez, that's already happening to me. Anyway, but uh, these, these, these websites where you go look for a job, I bet you in a matter of minutes, they're going to have check marks on there where you can filter out the companies that require a vaccine because it's going to be that commonplace. I have good news and bad news about that. I, I, I do have good news and bad news about that because there is, there's, there's a silver lining to it. There's an ugly part to it, but there's just a simple truth about, about where we're going and what things are going to look like that we just have to accept. We simply have to accept it. I'll explain in just a second. I was driving. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get to this hard truth here in just a second. About the the, the question was about vaccines, uh, vaccines in the job market. The person's running into a lot of vaccine required, looking for a job. I'm going to get to a, a truth about that here in just a second, but I do have to address this couple things. Chris and I were discussing Halloween during the break. I really want to be full size candy bar guy. Everybody remembers that house. 
Every time I go to the store, though, I can't bring myself to buy the full-size candy bars. What, Chris? I know I can go wholesale. I'm just saying I know it's cheap. I'm, I feel like a bad person. I'm not wholesale, whole, full-size candy bar guy, which is stupid because whenever they come, I just dump candy on them. I just pour, I just chuck candy at them. That's one. Two. I know everyone's going to find this shocking, but Chris doesn't want to spend the money on Halloween candy. He's thinking about leaving the lights off and hiding in his house. Okay, Ebenezer, do you people not celebrate Halloween? Don't blame it on your neighborhood because you don't want to go buy some Reese's peanut butter cups. Get some Halloween candy for the kids. Look, I'll be honest, full disclosure, I've done what you just described before, but always with candy. If I have to sit inside and watch a World War I documentary because I don't want to go to the door a thousand times and see the kids, that's understandable. You're a dude. You're not a woman. You don't have to pretend to like kids, but you got to leave a bowl of candy out there with some kind of a note, and don't put a note out there on it that says one at a time, say three or four at a time, because if you say one at a time, then the second a teenager comes up there, he's just going to dump the whole thing in there and you're gone. (laughs) All right, back to this hard truth about the economy we were talking about. The guy is running into a lot of vaccine required vaccine required employers as he's out there looking for a job. Everyone needs to understand this. The next 20, 30, 40 years in this country, as you've heard me say a bunch before, are not going to look like the next 20 or 30 or like the last 20 or 30 or 40 years. We are separating. I don't celebrate that. I don't cheer for that, but in so many ways, we are separating. When you look at the insane, insane platform that is now the Democratic Party, that is now the left in this country, there are so many people on the right, just like you, who simply will not live under that. They will not be around it. So people are separating. This is going to apply to employment as well. And I know that's ugly, and honestly, that is ugly because it does separate a nation. We will separate eventually as a nation because of this, but there are simply going to be employers out there where unvaccinated people are welcome, and those employers are probably going to get an absurdly good pool of talent because there are so many unvaccinated people out there, but there are going to be tons of corporations in this country where you have to get a vaccine before you can sign up. And if you're one of those people who hasn't been vaccinated, and you know, I'm not judging you, I haven't been vaccinated. But if you're one of those people who hasn't been, you're going to be limited. Life in the future is going to be more limited than it is now. You know, everyone knows this, how much I adore New York City, right? And a shout out to the great 710WOR we're on in New York, and we're, we're thrilled how, how much New York loves us. The feeling is mutual, But you know how much I love New York City. Long before I ever got into this work, I would vacation in New York City. The wife and I just loved it. It's just such a fun place. I love it. Love it. I've been, I don't even know how many times I've been. You understand I can't go back? Especially in my business in radio and TV. It's just one of those things. I don't expect you to care about it. All the suits live up there. So if you want to meet with the suits, you got to go up to New York City. You know I can't go back? I don't have a vaccine, and so I don't have the vaccine passport. If I go to New York, I would have to sit in my hotel room. 
I, I can't even go out to eat. I can't go take in a show. I, unless that vaccine passport is revoked, and maybe one day it will be, I can never return to the place I love, to the place I've frequented a million times. I don't expect you to cry for me and not being able to go to New York City. I'm just using that as an example of life in the future is going to be different and more limited than what we're used to. I've brought it up before just because it hit me so hard, but I've, I've had a bunch of emails from people they email in of, I can't go see my friend. My mom won't let me see. I've had a bunch of that, but the one where the guy said his brother, his brother said they grew up close. His brother will not let him visit because he's unvaccinated. And the brother who won't let him visit has a new baby boy. And the brother who's not allowed to visit is his godfather. So this guy, because he's not vaccinated, has been barred from seeing the brother he grew up with and his godson. I can't sugarcoat that in any other way. That sucks. That is awful. But it is where we are. It is where we are. I don't like it. I hate it. We're going to have to adjust. That's where we are. That's who we are now. We'll get by. Pink flower. That's these people. Chris, these people, our listeners are not nice. Remember, if just for everybody, pink flower is what my father used to call me when I was a kid. If I was ever sick and stayed home from school, I told you my dad was a little harder. <laughs> if you were offered $150,000 to stand in the ring for one minute against Mike Tyson, would you do it? I need to clarify something that people don't, a lot of people don't know. Now, I have had some very, very, very basic training. I'm not some super stud, right? But I've had some basic training on boxing and jujitsu and grappling and things like that. Some in the Marine Corps, some before, some after. Basic, basic, basic. Uh, I'm not Bruce Lee here. I'm not saying that. But one thing that floors me every time I've ever gotten into that is how incredibly good the instructors are and how easy it is for them. If you ever spar with them or you go try to wrestle around on the mat with them, how easy it is for them to just destroy you as if you were nothing. And keep in mind, I'm not talking about UFC champions. I'm talking about local instructors. Not that they aren't studs, but these guys aren't even in the top 5% of their industry. These guys would get destroyed by other guys, by other guys. So I need to clarify something for everybody here. Unless you've dabbled in that world at all, you do not understand how deadly these people are. You don't understand. You can picture if you were to take everybody had a biggest, toughest guy in their hometown, right? Everyone has one. Everyone know everyone has pictured that guy in their mind. Maybe it was you. The biggest, toughest guy in your hometown would get destroyed in 10 seconds by even an amateur boxer or wrestler or somebody like that. The difference between being trained and tough, it's light years away. Light years away. So when it comes to Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson would kill me. And I don't mean he would beat me up. I've taken plenty of punches in my life, and I've had some very basic training. 
I would die and probably in 15 or 20 seconds. And so would you. What, Chris? Chris said, what if it was 30 seconds and the 150,000 was on top of the medical bills? No, because here's what, here's what you have to understand. I'm going to die. So whatever amount of money you're going to give me to stand in the ring against Mike Tyson has to be enough for my family to live on for the rest of their lives. Cause I'm not going to be there anymore. And I'm not trying to exaggerate. I mean, there's a chance uh, maybe it would just be a brain injury, broken jaw, something I can recover co- from. But these guys at that level, heavyweight champion of the world level, they're deadly. His hands are deadly weapons. Not, that's not just something they say. He will kill you. If you encounter somebody like that, you be very polite and walk the other way. All right, here's an email for you. Love the Jesse Kelly Show. Best I've heard in years. Down to earth and realistic. Trying to remember the name of that special gun. The special gun is the hero gun. Hero2020.com, the hero gun. It's the, it's the gun that shoots the pepper balls that shoot out at 100 miles per hour. Have you ever been hit by something moving 100 miles per hour? That alone is brutal. But then the pepper ball explodes and the chemical pepper irritant makes it so you want to claw your eyeballs out. You want to stop Mike Tyson? You need one. Go to Hero2020.com. In all seriousness, Hero2020.com. Make sure you and your spouse are protected. Get some extra cartridges when you get there, too. Remember, you don't need a license to carry for this thing. Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE. We'll get you a special discount. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, we got a question here. I bet you didn't think about the power stations. We have, That question came into the email, so I'll get to that in just a second. Chris had one more disclaimer on the Mike Tyson thing. In case you missed it, I was just asked, because it's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, would I stand in the ring for Mike Tyson against Mike Tyson for $150,000? And I said, no, because I would die. And you would too. Professionals can kill you easily, easily. Chris amended that, that he couldn't kill me. And it was standard boxing rules. He'd kill me under standard boxing rules. And you're laughing, but I'm not kidding. I mean, remember, these guys, these guys, their hands can knock your jaw off your face. They're incredible. I've told you stories about uh, my buddy Luis before. I talk about it because we hang out all the time. My buddy Luis was a gold gloves boxer, just amateur gold gloves boxer. When he was a freshman, you know how big seniors are compared to freshmen. When he was a freshman, back when he was boxing, he got jumped in the parking lot by three seniors. Of course, it was over a girl. He knocked all three of them out. He weighed like 75 pounds less than they did. the, The trained people are so good. And look, I would encourage people, go get some basic fun training. I don't care if it's a fitness class. It is a good time, and it is really, really, really good for you. Really good for you. All right, let's get to this email. Oh, second handsomest of pigmen. Obviously, my husband is the first. Pigmen? I think that's a compliment, Chris. Anyway, he works in nuclear nuclear safety. Yikes. He travels all over the country making sure that nuke plants are safe to operate, 
per the NRC regulations. There are a few companies that do this. These are alpha guys. They go inside nuclear reactors. Many are former military. It requires extensive background checks and months away from home twice a year. They will not be able to quickly replace these guys. She said it takes years, much less the tribal knowledge they've accumulated over the past decade. Right now, most haven't gotten the jab. So what would happen if they lost 10% of their workforce? Yikes. Not Chernobyl yikes, but not good. Love and thanks from Blood Red Rural, Virginia. She said, I would like my name to be read, but not on this one. Maybe next time. The, the brain drain, the damage to every industry, every single one, catastrophic. It's going to be catastrophic, and people aren't talking about that angle of it. And I know we should be focusing more on the angle that, that most of us have taken of this is tyranny, it's a violation, it's a, it's a, that is the right angle to take, but people are not taking into account how truly, truly damaging for the country this is going to be. It's not going to be good. Dear Oracle of Chipotle Tabasco Sauce, I have, bo- I have two friends, both work in completely different fields that are implementing vaccine mandates. One got the vaccine because he didn't want his wife to provide for him. His medical exemption was denied. He now has myocarditis. Ah, that's so sad. The other went through the lengthy process of getting a religious exemption. He was told he would basically get fired. He is now exempted. Keep trying. They can't fire us all. God bless. I, look. Again, let me just clarify my stance for anyone who doesn't know it. I am not vaccinated. I'm not going to get vaccinated ever, ever. I was not going to anyway, probably, I'll be honest with you. When the vaccine first came out, I just wanted to sit and watch and wait. That's what I do for all new products. That wasn't an anti-vaccine stance. I just, as you know, I don't buy the new iPhone. I don't buy the new TV. I don't go out and run run and buy the brand new car. I'm going to sit and watch and wait. Let everyone else test it out first. So I don't need to be first in line. I was just going to sit and watch and wait. But I'm not worried about coronavirus. I'm 40. No pre-existing conditions. Not obese. I've had it. I did my radio show with it from my house. I've had it. I'm not worried about coronavirus. So already I probably wasn't going to get it. But then you tried to force me to get it with some presidential mandate now I'm never going to get it. I don't care what you do. Now there's nothing you could do to make me get it because I don't bow to tyrants. But that said, I don't blame you if you're having to make a hard choice or maybe have already made that hard choice. You didn't want to get it, but you got it. I don't blame anyone for getting it, period, by the way. You do what you want to do. But if you didn't want to get it and you got it to keep your job, and try to save your, your, your livelihood, you're never going to get any judgment from me. Man, we do things we have to do to feed our family. I really, really respect the people who aren't making that choice, the people who are walking away. I wish everyone would walk away, but I don't. Who am I? I'm a radio host. I'm not important. I don't have a right to tell you what to do with your life, tell you how to pay your bills. I'm not staring at your husband or your wife or your kids saying, hey, uh, Called a realtor. We got to sell the house because daddy doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not making that call for you. Dear hard-hitting Oracle, 
When you mention the red states we should move to, you never mention Arkansas or Missouri. Is there a reason for this? We will be selling our 36 acres of paradise and moving out of this blue nut house early next year. Thank you for all you do. He didn't say I could use his name. I don't know where he is. I, I'm assuming since he called it paradise, it's probably California. Man, that sucks. That sucks. I know we, I've talked about it before. I'm not going to spend much time on it, but California has so many cool spots. I mean, it's, it's just it's so many cool spots. I cannot believe those people have ruined California. It drives me crazy. Anyway, no, there's no reason I don't mention Arkansas or Missouri. I'll be frank. I've been all over. I spent a bit of time in Arkansas. I don't know that I've ever stepped foot in Missouri. I don't know that I've ever stepped foot in Missouri. What, Chris? I didn't say Arkansas funny. What do you mean? How did I say it? It's not Arkansas, you idiot. Oh, gosh, Chris. All right. Uh, no, I have no problem with Arkansas or any of that. Any of that stuff. I, I, there's no issue there. If I if I get in these ticks where I mention only Texas or only Florida, that's probably because those are the big ones that everyone's moving to right now, and it pops into my head, and I'm not capable of any kind of complex thought. Therefore, I just go with Texas or Florida. But no, that was not meant to be a slight on Arkansas or Missouri. In fact, stayed the night at, uh, what was the name of that hotel? There was a hotel, I think it was called the Piedmont in Little Rock one time, and they had dancing ducks. They had ducks that basically dance and march across the lobby, Chris. I'm not even kidding. Not even kidding. All right, we got more. Hang on. Kelly Show, and it is the final hour on a Friday, and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Somebody asked, uh, I should mention, somebody, people keep asking about that song. What is that song? That The band is called Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. That's the name of the band. The song is called Highway Tune, Chris? Highway Tune. The song is called Highway Tune. And if I had more time, if I didn't love the sound of my voice... I would be playing more of the song for you because the whole thing jams. It just absolutely jams. We thought it was we thought it was appropriate for our show, Chris. Before I move on to the next, before I move on to the next one, I love this little bit about Jen Saki being asked about Pete Butt Gig on maternity leave. Given the seriousness of the supply chain crisis and the the multiple issues that you outlined, wouldn't it be wise for the secretary to get back on the bicycle, so to speak, and come back to work? He's at work. He's on paternity leave. Uh, I was on a conference call with him this morning. He's in, he's in the department now, every day. Listen, Emerald, I think what you're getting at here is this question about whether uh, men, parents, uh, women should have paternity and maternity leave. This is a little different job than a lot of, and as one of my colleagues noted, we knew the supply chain issues were coming. Emerald, just to be clear, uh, we are quite confident in the capabilities, the talents of the civil servants. I think we're going to keep going along. Go ahead. Emerald, I think we've spent plenty of time with you today. Go ahead. <laughs> that was, of course, frequent guest on the show, Emerald Robinson with Newsmax. You know what, Chris, remind me, we're getting Emerald on next week to talk about that. Jen Psaki did not appreciate that at all. I love Emerald Robinson, too. Isn't it time for him to get back on the bike? Remember that Remember that uh, video that came out? You might not have seen it online. Of Butt Gig, he was going to some event, and 
I, I think it was a climate change event or something stupid like that because everything, nothing has to do with what their job is. Everything is some cell of communism. And he had to go to some event and someone caught a video of him riding up close to the event in a Suburban. And then he gets out of Suburban, gets on his bicycle and his little stupid helmet and rides over. <laughs> All right. Jesse, your take on the infiltration of militia groups is right on in my view. That's why I listen to you. You get it and you're not afraid to say it. We are the terrorists to the left. This is how they take us out of their way to get and keep the ultimate power and control. They're making us look like the bad guys. This has been ramping up since first term Obama. And if they push someone over the edge, it only proves their point. Keep speaking the truth. This is part of the reason I encourage you. Nonviolent. Nonviolent. You can cause the communists a lot of pain, more pain, without violence. You want to hurt the communists? You don't have to hit one. Go take his spot on a school board. Go take his spot on the city council. Go expose all their lies and corruption. Go after these people. You want to hurt the communists? Get your kids out of government schools. The communist in this country, his most prized possession, his most prized possession, there's nothing he loves more than educating your children. He loves it. He loves it. You are a parent. You love your child. You teach your child respect and manners and things like that and love of country. And the communist, he, he can hardly contain his glee that he gets to take your kids from you for seven, eight hours a day and teach them to hate you and hate their country and hate themselves. Because remember, there is no communism without envy and bitterness. It doesn't exist. Without an ungrateful heart, communism cannot exist in any form. That's why I tell you, to, if you want to keep your kids from being communists, you don't have to read them the Constitution, though you should. Teach them to have a grateful heart. Name me one plank of the Democratic Party or one group that makes up the Democratic Party that's grateful to live in America. One. You can't because it doesn't exist. Because communists have always known communism can only rise in misery. That's why they're so apt to destroy everything. You can, bl you can say people made this mistake all the time. People are going to blame them for that. People did it last summer when the Black Lives Matter animals and the, and the Antifa animals were burning down cities. People on the right were making that mistake. This is stupid. It's going to lose them the election. How'd that work out? The communist thrives in destruction and misery. He knows I just have to create more of it. And in the end, I'll get more power. I will get more power. Huh? Dear Oracle, please stop flattering yourself when you remove when you refer to community college. Uh, I have almost three years. I'll have you. I'll have you know. And I would have probably had three years if I didn't have to drop algebra a couple times. The appropriate term is junior college in JC, and it is essentially high school with ashtrays. You know what? That's not very nice. That's not very nice. Yes, there was a smoking section, but you, you know what? I'm not going into this right now. My wife walked by my computer and saw your picture, and I'm worried I cannot meet her handsomeness expectations. <laughs> Feel free to use my name. Uh, no, I'm not using that name. We know China is gearing up for war. 
what do you think are their plans? What do you think they're planning to go to? Who do you think they're planning to go to war with? All right. Let's talk about China and Asia and Eastern philosophies and things like that. I am not one of these people who acts as if other cultures are superior to our stupid culture. And you can actually get a lot of that, not only in America right now, but on the American right. You, you could see a lot of it. Well, these people are way, Indians are way superior. Uh, Chinese have it way better. The Japanese have it way better. And by the way, I like all those cultures. Not communist Chinese, but the, the standard Chinese, that's, that's a cool culture. America has a cool culture too. It's a different culture, but it's a cool culture. But I will say this about Eastern philosophies. When it comes to combat, when it comes to war, they have a different philosophy, a different idea about things. I'll never forget. I, w- I would talk to friends of mine who've been in Afghanistan, especially like the Green Beret types, Navy SEAL types, those types of guys. And if you, if you sit down and talk to them about Afghanistan, they would, they would say things in a private moment and they would simply say, look, we don't care how long you're here. Eventually, no matter what, whether it's now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, you're going to be gone. And then my sons will have an Afghanistan without you. You have no chance. We don't look at things that way. They look at things generationally. Generationally. We'll just wait you out. I don't care. We've done it before. We're Afghanistan. I, that's a long way of me trying to say to you, I have very few things I'm good at. As you know, I'm a, I'm a world-class burger maker. I am the, and the best menu orderer in the world. But I am not as good as the Chinese at warfare. I don't have any idea what they're planning. I know they're planning. I know that. They're an imperial power spending a fortune that they actually don't have right now. China's on a big economic crunch, too. I know they're an imperial power spending a fortune on their military. Everyone knows they want Taiwan. That's not exactly news. They're still a little salty about that post-World War II thing. That's the reason they don't have it. But I don't know what they're planning. I just don't know. I don't know. I suspect... I suspect it'll start out, though, the way a lot of these things start out. I mean, remember, Hitler didn't go storming into France or the Soviet Union first. He gobbled up a couple smaller ones. Hey, Poland, you're looking nice and tasty these days. Oh, hey, it's Czechoslovakia. I think I'll have it. These guys, when they do start moving historically, they do tend to start small and kind of see how the world reacts. It's just me, just taking Taiwan. What are you going to do about it? Just going to be over here taking Taiwan if you need me. And let's be honest about this. I know Joe Biden tried to play tough about it, and we'll, we'll protect Taiwan and whatnot. I believe this to be the case. If he actually, if China actually stepped in and took Taiwan. I don't think the world would do anything, anything. In fact, I doubt China would lose its spot on the UN. I doubt they would. I doubt they would. Countries, especially countries that are going through some rough times, 
They tend to let things go until they just simply can't let them go anymore. That's a fact. Speaking of letting things go, are you struggling with allergies? How long have you been rubbing your eyes, blowing your nose? How long have you been doing that? Look, I can't save you from the air outside of your home, but I can save you from the air inside of it. Or at least, I take that back, Eden Pure can. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm is the greatest air purifier I've ever owned, and I've always owned them. Always. It's not huge and loud, though. It doesn't sound like a jet engine. It's just a small, compact little black thing that plugs right into your outlet. It cleans your air. Of smells, it's taking care of my allergies. I bought one at first. I was so blown away by how effective this thing is, I went and bought two more. So they made me my own special because I own three of them. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code word JESSE3. That's JESSE in the number three. You can get three of these things for under $200. That's $200 in savings. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. Go now. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday. Chris, do you have, do you have that audio clip of that, that chick uh, with the accent from Czechoslovakia or whatever railing against red flag laws? We might need to get her on the show. Could you play that for me, please? And the only function we legislators have, that people give us right to be here, to protect their rights to life, liberty, and property. That is the only reason. You know, people give us the right to be here. And we have to think, how do we protect their rights? Don't infringe on their constitutional rights. And it's an extremely important discussion to have. But unfortunately, we cannot have this discussion right now because no one wants to have a serious discussion. You know, we have a lot of drama, but this is a pure infringement. And the way how this bill is written, it's infringement on people's rights. And we cannot be the government of suppression. We have to be the government of liberties and freedoms. And I hope my colleagues can work on some of this issue, how we can make sure that our future generation can experience this great country as our previous generations. We might have to listen to that one again, Chris. Oh, what? What? It's fine. No, she's. I guess she's not from the Czech Republic. I guess she's from Ukraine. It's the same thing. Don't worry about it. No, I'm kidding. They love that. They love when you just mix them all in together. And those people from those, you know, from those European countries, definitely the Eastern European countries, they certainly don't get huffy about that at all. No, it's fine. It's fine. People love it. <laughs> Jesse, I work for Amtrak. I put in for a religious exemption as up to 30 to 40% of us have. They approve the exemption by sending us a mass email, putting us on unpaid 90-day leaves starting December 8th. The original was November 1st, so they approved it and simply kicked the can down the road five weeks. Gosh. In the email, they told us we cannot work anywhere or we lose anything. These communists need to be called out. I listen to your show every night. Do not use my name. I will not use your name. Oh, I'm sure that won't cause any disruptions. Let's just have a 30 to 40% reduction in train staff. Yikes. Oh, Captain, my Captain, I need your guidance. I'm a 34-year-old Latina. Are you there? And a member of the LGBT community. Dang it. I proudly attended Trump's rally on, just on January 6th with my fiancé. 
And we have since been accused of being white supremacists, bigots, so on and so forth. Some even went as far as reporting us to the FBI. We are now on a watch list to the point where we cannot get on a plane. They made us go back to the checkpoint at a connecting flight and brought in an explosives expert. And that's just one example. I've had to turn down work trips with sweet bonuses because I fear the next time I will not be allowed on a plane. Is there anything we can do to end this madness? P.S. I cried for a month after Rush Limbaugh died, and I want to thank you for filling the void in my heart with your humor and handsomeness. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Hear me out. You're a gay person. You're a lesbian. A lesbian who chooses to abandon communism, you are so much worse to them than I could ever be, than I could ever be. How many religious wars have you known throughout history, or at least read about? You've known a million of them. Who gets punished the worst, the absolute worst, when societies are having religious battles? The heretics. It's not the enemy. It's the heretics. You, they're going to hate you. Have you ever seen what they say to black people? Who become conservatives or uh, women or there's nothing they won't say. I mean, the most awful things I could go online right now and it would take me five seconds to find comments they've made to black people who are conservatives. And if I would read any of them on the air, I'd be kicked off before the show even ended. Just awful stuff, stuff you'd never say to anybody. You're supposed to be with them and their minds. You're a possession of theirs. You have to think about it in that way. You have chosen a different path. You're going to do your own thing, and I applaud you for it. I know that doesn't ease the pain of the way they're going to play the game, attacking you when you travel, reporting you, and things like that. But I will say this, and I don't know if this will be a comfort. Maybe it won't. Maybe this will be miserable to you. I find this comforting. You brought up Rush Limbaugh. Did you see how they reacted when he died? Did you see how thrilled they were when Rush Limbaugh passed away? I know you did. Everyone did. Everyone on the right seemed to be mad about it. They were so they were dancing on his grave. He deserved it. You know, all that Rush is burning in hell. Just just off terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. Left behind a widow and family, and they're just dancing on his grave. I I didn't mind it. Why? I want to live a life like he did, where the communists are dancing in the streets when I'm gone. You should want to live that life too. You should want to live that life too. If you're already so disdainful to them, they're reporting you to the authorities, you should be so happy and proud of that. That is a badge of honor. When I do die one day, and I, it could be tonight. It could be 50 years from now. The communists are going to love it. They're, they're going to do all that he deserved and stuff. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Don't get mad about that. When you see them celebrating my death, get a big smile on your face and just know that's what Jesse always wanted. All right? You go do the same. I want my enemy to hate me. I want my enemy to want me dead. I want my enemy trying to report me to authorities so I can't go on a trip. 
No, I can't make them stop harassing you. The communist is who he is. But you can learn to enjoy it. You can learn to treasure the fact they hate you. Hi, Jesse. I'm a combat-wounded female veteran stuck behind enemy lines here in California. Do you think AB5 is a large reason why California is having a supply shortage issue? For those who don't know, AB5 was California's thing where they banned... She said, by the way, she finishes this. Thanks for being rad, even though you sound like a girl on the radio. I love veterans. Veterans are the best. <laughs> you know what? That's not nice, lady. I'll tell you what, that's not nice. But it, it, it also is this one. Thanks for your service. Combat wounded's pretty stinking cool. Two, it's a huge region. For those who don't know what AP5 is, that was California basically banning independent contractors. Well, guess how much how many truckers are independent contractors. And you can't just invent new truckers. So you've told the truckers, get off the road, and now you need truckers. A huge reason all those ships are there is the bottleneck is at the trucking thing. They don't have the trucks to get them out. And like I said before, there's no indication that's about to get better. Ouch. All right, hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and before I forget, you can download any part of the Jesse, Co- Jesse Kelly Show you missed at iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, you leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. Jesse, how can vaccine mandates work? If the mandates only punish contributors to society like cops, firemen, and healthcare workers, that leaves half the population without any threat of punishment. Can the mandates work if proof of vaccination? You're looking at this all wrong. They're not designed to work. The mandates are not designed to work. The mandates are designed to destroy. And the mandates are designed to force people into taking something they don't want to take and then you'll have to continue taking it forever. But don't worry, I'm sure I'm sure it's a total coincidence that Pfizer and the other vaccine companies have really ramped up their lobbying arm with the government. And it is so funny because we did get that report out that 200 members of Congress, that's about half, 200 members of Congress are taking ivermectin. Ivermectin, that sounds like the same thing they said. Remember when they called it horse dewormer? And yes, there's a there's an animal vo- version of it for horses. But remember, Joe Rogan took it, and he said he treated coronavirus with it. And there were all these doctors who came out and treated coronavirus with it. And it was cheap and available and all these other things. It's really, really cheap and available. And all these congressmen are on it. And yet, you don't hear any of them talking about it. It's so funny. Even Mitch McConnell's out there pushing vaccines. Huh. I'm sure there's nothing to that. Fiery but mostly peaceful Shogun. <laughs> My wife and one-year-old son want to flee New York for somewhere more free and also affordable. We don't do so well in the blistering heat slash humidity, so Texas will be hard for us. We thought about North Carolina, but it's not a deep red state. You think we should move to a purple state to make it redder or go somewhere deep red? 
North Carolina is stupid cool, man. North Carolina is one of my favorite states. I've been there a thousand times. If it's purple, fine. Go make it red. And by the way, it's not that blue. Their lieutenant governor is a stud. He's a a Republican. We've had him on the show before, that huge black dude with the greatest voice ever. Remember him, Chris? He sounds like, I mean, just this huge baritone voice. I love that guy. What is his name? I forget his name. You get me his name. Dude, North Carolina is the bomb. Raleigh, one of the most underrated cities out there. Yeah, go to North Carolina. North Carolina is a great place. Dear Dr. Jesse, you mentioned once that the Who only had a few good songs, and you mentioned Squeezebox. Here we go. I'm going to catch a bunch of heat for these ones. I'm assuming you consider the Who as an overrated band. No question, I do. The question is, what are your top overrated bands? Just to start the discussion, mine are Dave Matthews Band, Grateful Dead, and Pink Floyd. Okay, Dave Matthews Band is for people who like jazz. I, ha- I hate jazz. I despise it because I'm uncultured swine. So I'm not going to be listening to jazz. So that band sucks. Grateful Dead had like one good song. Pink Floyd's awesome, bud. Let's let's slow down on insulting Pink Floyd. What, Chris? Chris said overrated doesn't mean bad. I, I realize that, but Pink Floyd, if anything, is underrated. You I go ask 10 people... To name their top 10 bands, how many will even name Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd might be top five. Pink Floyd has some sweet jams. No, I mean, the, the problem with Pink Floyd is as soon, as soon as you start playing a Pink Floyd song, everybody starts giving you the side eye like you're smoking the devil's lettuce. It just became this, it became this druggy music when really it's just great jams. We jammed out to Pink Floyd all the time in the core. <laughs> Jesse, should we get out of Colorado? I feel it's not California yet, but we're headed that way. We are headed that way because of California. Because the crazy liberals in California are headed that way. I had to do a a political event up in Colorado last year. I think it was last year I had to go up there and do a political event up there. And I I was a little shocked. Colorado? It was more restrictive for COVID than any place I've been. It was as or more restrictive than New York City. It was, it's just the way part of it is. But the problem is Colorado is like a lot of other places. The parts that are red are blood red. Like most of rural Colorado, they're people far right of me. I mean, they're awesome. But the blue areas are super blue. And what sucks about that, remember, I grew up in the Rockies. I moved to Bozeman, Montana when I was a kid. Colorado is so beautiful. People, it's again, paradise, the Rocky mountains. It's just beautiful. I love the place. Denver, Denver's awesome. But again, they're busy ruining Denver too. As far as big cities go, Denver's awesome. And when people think about Denver, they think, oh, I could never handle the cold. And I'm not going to lie to you. They get winter there. It gets cold. It's actually not that brutal of winters in Denver. Yes, Chris, it'd be too brutal for you. You're a Texan. If you're a native born Texan, it's too brutal for you. To the head architect of Ikea's plant, plastic shed division. You know, that's not nice. The 10,000-hour 10, rule is a popular notion according to which it takes roughly that amount of time to master something. I cannot even imagine the endless trials and vicissitudes, vicis studies. Chris, I, don't, I went to community college. You're going to have to dial it down on the emails a little bit. Anyway, the trials you must have endured on your way to the pinnacle of Cheeseburger Hill. How did you prepare yourself and approach for the quest to master the art of the cheeseburger? 
All right. In all seriousness, I did just simply dedicate myself to it. I fell in love with cheeseburgers in the Marine Corps. Everyone's always like cheeseburgers. It's not like it's new. But I really fell in love with them in the Marine Corps. And what I got out, remember, I was suffering from, you probably call it PTSD. I don't like calling it that. I wasn't doing well, and I would just spend a lot of time by myself. I decided if I'm by myself, I got some cheap little uh, grill. I couldn't afford very much. I got some cheap little grill. I just started figuring it out, figuring it out. Dr. Jesse, I have a few questions. Do you think secession is a viable option for those red states who value the United States Constitution and Bill of Rights? No. Uh, No, uh, not yet, I guess is what I mean. Not yet. I think this country breaking up and portions of this country breaking away, I say they're inevitable and you're naive if you think it won't happen. It's just a matter of dates, though. Do I think it's going to happen tomorrow? No. Do I think it's going to happen before the next 500 years? Well, of course. So, okay, you probably agree with that. We're just arguing about dates then. We're just arguing about dates then. Uh, This is going to take time because people aren't out there politically motivated like you are, politically informed like you are. It It has to come slower where they're fed things they don't like and fed things they don't like and fed things they don't like and finally they wake up. And even once you wake up, you have to go from waking up to actually taking action. It it just takes time. I've been in Oregon since 1992. My wife and I have two girls, two and six. We've been discussing the coming mandates for children. I feel like I have finally convinced my wife to look at the actual situation. Not only will schools be forced to mandate vaccines, but I have shown her that simply homeschooling will not solve this as they will make it impossible to play soccer, do 4-H, and other things that a growing girl needs. I feel so angry at the commies and brain-dead independence. We're looking at South Dakota, and I've called a realtor. We will be leaving family, friends, church, and whether we understand. I applaud you, my man. I applaud your wife. I applaud your little girls for what they're about to go through, and... I don't have anything better to tell you than I I know that sucks. And people, again, I just said this about Colorado. People don't know how absurdly cool the Pacific Northwest is. Oregon is so beautiful. My sister went to law school up there. It's just beautiful. And that they've ruined that place just sucks. It really sucks. But our future is separate, and we don't have to love that, but we do have to acknowledge it. And we have to acknowledge things like the state of money right now, the state of inflation. Eggs up 12%? Coffee up 4%? When I'm telling you things like call Oxford Gold Group, I'm not saying it just out of nowhere. You don't need me to tell you it. Look at the news. Get something with value in your hands that these idiot politicians can't destroy. Call Oxford Gold Group, 833-995-GOLD. 833 833- 995 gold. They will deliver gold to your front door. I'm not telling you to go crazy. I would never tell you to go crazy. But in times like this, when things seem like they're getting nuts and there's no indication they're going to calm down, don't we have an obligation to take some precautions? Call Oxford Gold Group, 833-995-GOLD today.
Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember something, because we were talking about the separation and how we're separating, and, and the guy just said, I'm moving from Oregon and things like that. In my area, in my area, I'm just in the burbs of Texas, just the suburbs. I'm not living in Alaska. Not that, actually, I can't wait to go to Alaska. I'm going next year. That's another story entirely. I'm not living in the wilderness. I'm in the suburbs of Texas. Our schools, they teach good things. The people I encounter every day, they think like you do. They think like I do. So as this country continues to descend into more and more of this, there are places out there. There are places out there that think like you think. Just trust me, they're there. Violent-looking, angry, spewing parents outside of these schools. Individuals intent on creating chaos for the sake of creating chaos. These actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. This becomes a security crisis in a sense for the nation. This may also mobilize even more law enforcement to to be at these meetings. It is dangerous to our children when the parents themselves are the school bullies. I think one of the worst things is the actions at the board meetings. Uh, You know, the the calling of names, you know, know, tyrant, Marxist, communist. We've never seen anything like we're seeing at these school boards now. What on earth has happened in this country? Sometimes they're not even talking. They are yelling and creating chaos. Things have become so scary at these meetings. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. New laws may be necessary. There's always the possibility uh, that people will face criminal prosecution for this kind of conduct. The FBI and federal law enforcement is tailor-made for that kind of national-level coordination with state and local police. The attorney general has put out a letter they will take actions they take. What does it mean that something that is generally boring and neutral, like a school board meeting, has become a locus for violence? You look at the rage, the anger, you think, what is this doing to the children? You don't have to live around those people. I remember that email I got yesterday. I told you about on the other lady sent the, the, the picture. Someone had made Halloween decorations of burning an anti-vax person alive in their front lawn. <laughs> She's all, what in the world? You don't have to live around those people. You don't have to be around those people. You don't. There are safe havens around here. Jesse, how is it that with all the woke PC crap going on in our country, the legions have not massed on your borders, a.k.a. radio and TV stations, demanding your head for insulting Hispanics with the Frito Bandito song? Isn't that stereotyping according to their standards? Are they writhing on the floor in convulsions over your horrific treatment of Hispanics in their culture? It's amazing how the mere utterance of the word or phrase can send girly men into fits of screaming agony, but no one has said Jesse Kelly must be stopped. Every time I hear that song, I burst out into laughter, imagining the sheer, unmitigated agony the dyed hair, ugly, tattooed morons must be suffering. Chris, I think we all know what needs to happen. I am the Frito Bandito, yeah, I like Frito Scorn Chips, I love them, I do. I want Frito Scorn Chips, I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Frito Scorn Chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. 
I've been asked several times why haven't I been canceled with the stuff I say and why haven't they why haven't I canceled it and there are actually two legitimate reasons for this one sadly I have to give credit to someone else you know I don't love doing that but my radio show Premier puts on my radio show and they're the biggest syndicator out there so you would think Oh my gosh, they must be scared to death of the things you say. I bet you get calls all the time. I bet management's breathing down your neck. Do I talk like management's breathing down my neck? They have never once, never once told me what to say or what not to say. Never once. So credit to them. On, on TV, you know, my TV show's on the first every single night. The The channel's called The First TV. Nine o'clock Eastern every night. Never once have I been told, say this or don't say that. So I do have to give credit where credit's due. A lot of people are not in that position. Their employer breathes down their neck, threatens their job, they're out of a job. But two, a lot of this canceling people thing, a lot of it has to do with people allowing themselves to be canceled by showing themselves to be weak and afraid. And this is what I mean. When the communists, the street communists, whatever it is, the the LGBTQ or Black Lives Matter or Antifa or any of the other groups, when they come for you, when they decide that you've offended them, the trans group is a big one now, when when they've decided you've offended them, they start mobbing you. They call your employer. They're all over your social media. They'll send you letters. They'll get a hold of your phone number. They'll do everything they can to go after you. But people make this mistake all the time. Employers make it and individuals make it. They get under the impression those people are actually offended by what you said. And they get under the impression those people actually want you to make amends for it because you've wounded them in some way. Those people are all just bullies. What they really, really want is not your apology. What they want is power over you. They want you to be scared. They want you to defend yourself. Oh, I'm not I'm not anti-gay. I, I have gay friends. They, they want you to say things like that because then they know they've gotten to you. They've gotten to you. Have you ever heard have you ever seen me talk like that? I'll double down. I'll triple down. And I don't do that always because I feel like doubling down or tripling down. I do that because that's what makes them go away. When they realize they can't intimidate you, you're not going to apologize, you're not going to kneel, there's nothing you can say that will make me say I'm sorry because I'm not sorry. When they realize that, they simply move on for easier prey. These people are predators. They prowl around looking for things to kill and destroy. Ever watch one of those nature movies? What's the lion, what's the lion looking for? The big, strong Cape Buffalo or the one with the hurt leg who's kind of dragging behind the pack? Don't show yourself to be weak. These people will move on. They will move on. I don't bow to communists. Keep your chin up. Enjoy your weekend. That's all.